Welcome to the Campus Rush Podcast. We believe that God will speak through this word and meet you right at the point of your need. We hope that God will bless you through this message. Please be seated. Everybody needs somebody. Repeat after me. Say, everybody needs somebody. The reason why you are here is because your mother and your father decided to come together and you were in your mother's room for nine months and then you appeared. Everybody needs somebody. I'm preaching from perspective for the next 15 minutes on a topic I entitled Link Me. Link Me. Everybody needs to be linked to somebody. Do you know in the scriptures in Matthew 3 verses 13, the Bible would allude to this beautiful scripture to say this. Then Jesus came from Galilee to Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him saying, I need to be baptized by you. But you are coming to be baptized by me. It's a breach of order. John recognized that there was a, there was a spiritual hierarchy. He recognized that inasmuch as he had a ministry of baptizing, that when the Messiah was to come, that he would recognize the Messiah. And so he said, I recognize that the Messiah is here. So why would I baptize one who is higher than me, who I am unworthy of even handling his sandals? But Jesus replies and says, let it be so now. For it is the proper, or for it is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. And the Bible says this in verse 16. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, the heavens opened. I prophesy open heavens over your life. Open heavens. This service is going to, you know, this is not, my dad said it yesterday. I'm going to steal what he said. He's my father, so I can steal. He said that sermons are for everybody. Messages are for a select few people. I came here for only a few people here tonight. I didn't come here for everybody. Message, I'm bringing you a message. Messages are only for a select few people. Whose message is this tonight? Let me see by raise hand. Whose message? It makes a couple of noise. Whose message is this tonight? Hey, Karabashai. I miss you. I've been gone for too long. I miss you. Thank you, Natasha. Natasha missed me too. It says here, as soon as Jesus came up out of the water at that moment, the heavens opened, number one, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him and a voice from heaven. So that means that the moment that you are in line with spiritual hierarchy, number one, the heavens open. Number two, the Spirit of God descends upon you. Number three, you hear a voice. It says, this is my son of whom I'm well pleased. Affirmation. So anytime you are in line with spiritual authority, then things begin to happen in your life. Many of you are in this room lacking guidance because you are yet to fall into line with spiritual hierarchy. There is a spiritual hierarchy, and trust me, I'm coming to Paul, but there is a spiritual hierarchy that must be put in place for you to flow. Do you agree with what I'm saying here tonight? I just wanted to say that so you understand that everything in life has a divine order of manifestation. Everything. 
There is a time and a season, as Genesis 8 would say, that as long as the earth remains sea time and harvest time, cold and heat, uh, summer and winter shall never see. So that means that there was a time and a season. There was a time for everything under the sun. And if it's your time of manifestation, all it means is that it's your time to be submitted under something and under someone so that what is in you can now be brought out of you. It's your season of manifestation, but your manifestation is dependent upon your positioning. You will manifest based off of where you are positioned. There's a reason why some plants and some fruits minister only grow in some different countries. Why? Because in some environments, it brings out the best in that. There's a reason why tea is not tea unless it's inside hot water. You see, for a matter of fact, a tea bag cannot produce its best if it's not in hot water. So it means that there is an environment by which everything under the sun finds its maximum potential. All to say this, that this place that we call TLC, this place that we call Campus Rush, is a divine environment and God has brought you here for a divine purpose so that you may manifest. I prophesy that from tonight as you're leaving this place, that you will manifest your gifting, you will manifest your calling, you will manifest everything that God has called you. Somebody shout, I'm going to manifest. Shout it louder, say, I'm going to manifest. 1 Corinthians 3, 6 says it like this. What then? is Apollos. And what is Paul? They are servants through whom you believed as the Lord has assigned to each his role. Everybody has a position. It says it like this in verse 6. It says, Paul planted the seed. Apollos came and watered the seed, but God brought the increase. Three steps. Paul planted. Someone say planted. Apollos was a good friend of Paul. Apollos is a great revivalist, great evangelist in the Bible. His name was Apollos. He watered the seed. And then it says, but God brought the increase. We're in our month of increase. What does it mean? That means that if you are planted, I've come to be here as a gardener to water whatever God has placed on the inside of you. Because I believe that by the end of the month of May, you are going to produce increase. Who am I talking to today? You are going to produce increase on the inside of you. If God has planted the seed here, I've been sent as Apollo to water the seed. That in the next four weeks, you are going to produce increase. Somebody shout if you believe it. I'm not being religious. Please be on the same key. I'm not being religious. I am being completely a man that has built a fire to tell you that by the end of the month, you will produce your increase. You will produce your increase. Some of you here, God is placing incredible fire on the inside of you. Incredible anointing. Do you know how many gifted people, pastor, do you know how many gifted people are in this room right now? Just look around. We have probably one of the most gifted bunch of people in this city gathered at one place. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You guys in this room are so gifted. You're so talented. You're so anointed. It's only right that you manifest. You have a seed. Why haven't you produced increase? Because of water. Why haven't you seen the water? Because you're not in a place where the gardener can water you. How can I water if the seed is not positioned? Where will I know where to place the water? If you don't fall in alignment, how will you produce? This is the season where God is saying, be planted and be rooted for I have increased for you. If you're serious, be serious. If you're planted, grow roots. It's not enough to come to church, join a ministry. It's not enough to join a ministry, go to an encounter. 
It's not enough to go to an encounter. Go to a re-encounter. It's not enough to do that. Become a leader. It's not enough to become a leader. Be submitted under somebody. If they say move, move. But that's abuse, Pastor Kofi. No, that's divine order. How is it that Jesus would want his cousin to baptize him? John is saying, why? Why should I baptize you? You're my cousin. I already know that when we were kids, when I would be sick, you would put your hands on me and my arm would straighten. So I know there's a power inside of you. So there's a higher authority. But Jesus said, no, there is divine authority because I need all to see. I need the dove to appear and the voice must begin to speak. And all should know that there is a divine order. Someone say divine order. Everything has its place and everybody needs somebody. Don't forget that. Everybody needs somebody. Turn to your neighbor. Say, I need you, neighbor. Turn to your other neighbor. You didn't like that one. The perfume wasn't fly. Turn to the other one. Say, I need you, neighbor. <laughs> Everything has its season. Everybody needs somebody. Jesus needed John the Baptist. Timothy needed Paul before he could manifest at a higher level. Do you know that Timothy was waiting? He'd been waiting and waiting, and he was moving where he was he was moving he was doing things so by the time Paul arrived on the scene he'd heard of a young man named Timothy who was full of the spirit of God and it was manifesting but on the moment Timothy connected with Paul that's when he fulfilled his divine assignment which was to be a son can you live your life knowing that you're meant to be number two Tough question. Everybody wants to be number one, but we will need some number twos. <laughs> Can you live your life knowing that your divine mandate in life is to serve another person? If, if, if I can propose this or suggest this, that your trajectory in life and your ability to move to the next level is very much so dependent upon who you are under. And who you are surrounded by. I went to a conference in Ghana and I was, I was there. The great man of God told us to pull out a piece of paper. And I may do this maybe next week or so. And he said he wants us to list our five top friends that we have around us. Five top friends. And he says, if you are better than this individual in a more significant area, he wanted us to write a check mark if you are better than them. If they are the same level than you, you have to write a dash. If they are not as good as you, you have to write an X. And he said this. He said that if you have many of the people ticked, all five of them are ticked X's, he said you're going nowhere. Your circle, you're not meant to be the champion of your circle. <laughs> he says if you have too many dashes, it means you have too many people who are just at your level. They are eyesight. How can somebody who is eyesight give you foresight? You need somebody who is above you. So he then said this. He says if you have four out of five check marks, it means you are going far. Why? Because you are always trying to be better because you're surrounded around people who are better. You see, Timothy was the champion of the town. But unless he connected with Paul, he wasn't going anywhere. Why? Because he was the man. He was the man in town. He was the guy that everybody loved. But when he found Paul, he found somebody with a higher anointing. He found somebody 
pray with a higher grace. I've come to submit to you that unless you attach to an anointing higher than you, your future is not as bright as it should be. Connect to somebody who has a higher anointing than you. Connect, hey, please be seated. If you're a makeup artist, surround yourself with people who are better than you. You don't lose, you only gain. If you struggle in school, when I was in school, the only reason why I did so well in school is because all my friends were smart. All my friends, all my friends were smart. I love our brothers and sisters from Africa and the Caribbeans, and I love, you know, Haiti, any Haitians, I love my Haitians. Hey, 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 hey. Where are my Congolese? I love my Congolese. Uh-huh. Where are my West Africans? My Nigers, my, my Ghanas, my Jamaicans. Where are my Jamaicans and my Caribbeans and my Trini? I love, I love my people. But when I was in high school, <laughs> I rolled around with Sanjeep and, you know, Preets and, you know... <laughs> Why? Because the Sanjeet was about his business. Some of you guys need to connect to a Sanjeet. <laughs> Amir knew what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, man. Mustafa, he knew it. I'm telling you, man. Yo, connect to a Mustafa. I'm telling you, take it far. The only reason why I did well in school is because I was connected to some people who were brilliant. Out of the five friends that I had, one of my friends got into medical school out of high school in UK and in Australia. The other one got into medical school uh, abroad. The other one got into engineering at Queens. Everybody around me was in scientists. I was the only one in arts. But yet I was around these guys. We didn't have no classes together, but I was around them because of their ethic. You see, when you're surrounded around people who are better than you, there is a reason why they are better than you. No, listen to me. There is a reason why they are better than you. It's because when everybody is sleeping, they are working. That's how you get better at your craft. If you do what everybody does, you'll get the same results. But if you change the wheel, if you change the way things have always been, you'll produce different fruit. I've come to tell you that God wants you to produce fruit in this season, but it's dependent upon who you're connected to. Who are you connected to? Who are you connected to? Someone shall link me. You need a link, man. You need to be linked to somebody. You, you need to be linked to somebody who's stronger than you. It's okay to be the weak link as long as you're linked. As long as you're linked. Hey, I said as long as you're linked. I don't even care if you're the weakest link. If you are still there, as long as you are connected and you are connected to the grace, you're going far. You're going far. You're going far. Timothy needed Paul. Jesus needed John the Baptist. Did you know Jesus even needed Judas? Those of you who hate your enemies, I have a message for you. You need them. Those of you who want to shy away with the ones who hate you, you're always praying, God, let my enemies die. Let my enemies die. I'm praying, God, bring my enemies closer. Uh, bring my enemies closer. Let them, let them be closer. Let them be closer so that I can eye them. Because I'll need them. Because your enemies will be the ones that will announce. They'll announce you. They'll, they'll, I'm telling you, they'll announce you. Because when you know who your enemies are, you know which information to give them. So you don't need to go to Instagram. All you need to do is tell your enemies. They don't like you already, meaning they will already spread your news. You might as well give them good news to spread. I'm telling you, you need some enemies. Or, who am I talking to? 
This is not the church that I left. Y'all are sleeping. This is the church. Who am I talking to? I said, you need a Judas in your corner. Can I preach how I feel it? I miss you. I've been away for one week. I said, you need a Judas in your life, man. On the 11th hour, when all of them were gathered, all of a sudden, Jesus turned to Judas and said, you will be the one that will betray me. And Judas said, how will I betray you, Jesus? On the day that Jesus needed to be arrested, all of a sudden, there was a weakness in the Judas. Oh, my. There was a greed in the Judas. <laughs> now, let me do that for a leadership conference. <laughs> there, there, was, there was an innate, innate weakness in his enemy that Jesus knew. I mean, if Jesus knew Judas would betray, why would he bring him to his 12? If he's God, omnipotent, all-knowing, why would he bring a somebody who would betray him to his inner circle? Is because he knew that in the 11th hour, none of the 11 would betray. But he needed one person to rat him out. Because unless Judas went to all of the soldiers and told them Jesus would not be arrested. And if Jesus was not arrested, Jesus would never go on the cross. And if Jesus never went on the cross, Jesus would never die. And if Jesus didn't die, his blood wouldn't shed. And if his blood didn't shed, you would not be redeemed. So you need a Judas. <laughs> I said, you need a Judas. You think your Judas is out to get you. Your Judas is just trying to set you up. Your Judas is just trying to get you to the next level. Your Judas is trying to bring increase in you. If you would get to the level to say, I need a Judas, somebody say, I need my enemy. You need one. Be seated. Stop deleting your haters on Instagram. Stop blocking them on Facebook. Stop having private chats on Snapchat. You don't need all that. You need some of them in your inner courts. Let them breathe the air you breathe. Let them eat the food you eat. One day they will be exposed. But before they are exposed, they will announce you. They will be your divine radio. You don't need to go to CHRI. You don't need no Hot 89.9. You just need a hater around you. You see, the one thing about haters is that they're already interested in you. Above all, you think they hate you. Many times they just hate you because of what you have. So every day they're looking at what you have and what you do and how you do it. So you might as well give them a good story anyways. Let me move, let me move, let me move, let me move. Let me move. Jesus needed John the Baptist. Timothy needed Paul. Jesus needed Judas. David needed Goliath. Your mountain is, is not there to trip you up. Your mountain is there for your victory. David needed Goliath. Unless David beat Goliath, David would not be placed as the king of all of Israel. He would not have worked his way up through the army. He would not have had his wife, Michal. He would not have been exempted from taxes. He would have not have left his father's house. I'm telling you, there was some divine positioning that happens when you're met with a Goliath. You see, what Goliath does, is Goliath is something that is in front of you that is way bigger than what you can handle. But what it does is it allows you to channel your inner skills. David tried to put on the armor of Saul. But the Bible says he couldn't walk properly in the armor because it wasn't his fit. He knew that the battle he was meant to fight, he couldn't fight it with some armor that wasn't his. He couldn't fight it with an anointing that wasn't his. He needed to channel the graces and the skills upon his life to beat what is in front of him. So what did he do? He grabbed stones and a slingshot. 
And everybody was laughing at the method, but everybody rejoiced over the miracle. You have to understand this, that the method does not need to be understood. The results are all we care about. If you use a slingshot, a bat, a whatever you use, as long as the Goliath comes down, that's all that matters. I've come to tell you, listen, don't use other methods for your battle. Use what God has given you to bring down the Goliath. I prophesy your Goliath is dying tonight. The giant is dying tonight. I'm telling you. The giant in front of you is coming down. You see, there was somebody in the book of Acts, as I, I conclude right now, we're going to get, I'm just introducing this topic of life of Pablo. We're going to get into it more next week. But I had to come from a different angle to set this up so that you understand where we're going. In Acts 9, I'm there right now. In Acts 9, we meet Saul. And he's not yet Paul right now. We're introducing the topic of the life of Pablo, life of Paul. He's not yet Paul right now. He's Saul. But we find him in the scripture in Acts 9 and we talk about his conversion. And there's so much to, to talk about here, but I'll paraphrase. Essentially, he was given, you know, um, um, he was given a right to be able to, to kill, you know, believers. And so he was on his way to Damascus. While he was on his way to Damascus, you know the story. What happens is he hears a voice from heaven and God is speaking to him. God is telling him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he goes on his knees and says, my Lord, who is this? And so on and so forth. All to say that he hears the voice of God. He goes through this whole period. He becomes blind for three days. As he comes blind for three days, there was a disciple named Ananias. And Ananias comes and Ananias doesn't want to lay hands on Saul, uh, who's now become Paul, because he realizes that Saul or Paul has the right to kill him. And he's been killing believers all over the place. So he says, I don't want to. But God spoke to him and told him to go and to lay hands on Paul so that he may receive his sight. The story continues. He receives his sight. And this is where we pick up uh, this story. He receives his sight. And then he begins uh, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And um, this is where I'm going to pick it up from here. It says, Saul stayed with the believers in Damascus for a few days and immediately he began preaching about Jesus in the synagogue, saying he is indeed the son of God. All who heard him were, were amazed. Isn't it the same man who persecuted Jesus' followers uh, with such devastation in Jerusalem, they asked. And we understand that the same, uh, that he's come to arrest all these people, so on and so forth. So Saul's preaching became more and more powerful. And the Jews in Damascus couldn't refute his proofs that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. After a while, the Jewish leaders decided to kill him. But Saul was told about their plot and that they were watching him day and night at the city gate so that they can murder him. So during the night, some of the other believers let him down in a large basket through the opening of the city wall. You need an opening in the wall. I prophesy God will make a way in the wall for you to exit. Some of you guys are in toxic relationships. You're in toxic situations and you don't know how you're going to get out of this situation. I speak in the name of Jesus that God is making a hole in the wall and he's connecting you with people to get you through that hole to the other side. If you receive it, say, I receive it. All to say that we, get, we end up in verses 27 where now... Paul is now getting ready to start his ministry. Now, a lot of people jump to say that after this whole episode happened, I don't want to teach too much, but after this whole episode happened, everybody thinks Minister Peace, that he went straight to Jerusalem and he began to chill with the apostles and he's cooling it with them. But that's not the case. 
<laughs> That's not the case. If you read your Bible very well, you'll be able to see this, that after this episode happened, there was a scripture that says it so beautifully, and it says that after all of this happens in Galatians 1.17, it said that, that it says, I did not go up to Jerusalem to see those who were apostles before, uh, before I was, but I went to Arabia. Later, I returned to Damascus. So it means that the moment that Paul was called and he began to operate in the teaching ministry, he went to the wilderness for three years in Arabia. People think he just started doing ministry, chilling with Peter, chilling with John. He went to the desert for three years. Nobody knew him. He was in the desert seeking God for anointing. This is our problem as a generation. We like to get anointed and begin to function. But we don't know that even though you are anointed, David was still in the fields. We don't understand that even though Paul was anointed, he still went to Arabia. There was a season where God needs you one-on-one. -on -one. You have to connect with him. You need to connect with him. So the Bible begins to allude to this, that after he goes to Arabia, he returns back to Damascus where he was called. And after Damascus, this is where we pick up our story in Acts 9 verses 28. Please take me there as I conclude this tonight. It says this in Acts 9. It says, um, uh, could you take it? Uh, Acts 9, 20, uh, 28. Put in the name. Uh, go, go to verse forward. Go to verses 27. Please. Verses 27. Um, verses 26. Let me take it from verse 26. Okay, beautiful. It says this. Can you read this with me? Verse 26. One, two, three, and go. Let me read this so we all get it. When Saul arrived in Jerusalem, he tried to meet with the believers. So he tried to connect. <laughs> but they were all afraid of him. They, they couldn't believe that he'd truly become a believer. Don't forget it, that on the inside of you lies greatness, but you need to be connected to something and to someone. Verses 27. Then Barnabas brought him to the apostles and told them how Saul had seen the Lord on the way to Damascus and how the Lord had spoken to Saul. He also told them that Saul had preached boldly in the name of Jesus in Damascus. Verses 28. So Saul stayed there with the apostles and went all around Jerusalem with them, preaching boldly in the name of Jesus. I love this scripture because essentially what it's saying is that although Paul had so much experience, would you give me this, please? Although Paul, and would you just stand there really quickly? Can I get another guy up here real quick? Let's let's demonstrate this so everybody understands it. One guy just stand here in the middle. Although Paul Although Paul had so much experience, although Paul was loaded, I mean, if you look at his resume, Paul received a God encounter on his way to Damascus, number one. Number two, he received a name change from Saul to Paul, number two. Number three, he was blind and then healed. Number four, he went to the wilderness for three years. Number five, he was preaching everywhere. I mean, the guy was loaded with destiny. He was loaded with so much on the inside of him, yet the ones that he needed to stamp and authenticate his ministry were rejecting him. So it begs uh, to, to discuss this fact that many times, although we have all that we need, it's like, God, why have I not been discovered yet? You are an incredible 
incredible singer, an incredible artist, an incredible uh, uh, fashion designer, an incredible barber. But it's like, how come I'm not reaching that level of potential yet? It's not that you don't have the gift. It's that you have not been connected to the source. Everybody needs somebody to be connected to an area of greatness. So what Paul did is, Paul was like, you know what, God, I need to be connected to somebody. And what happened? Would you grab this other end of the chain? He was then connected to Barnabas. Somebody shout Barnabas. The name Barnabas essentially means spokesman. That's what the name means. Barnabas means spokesman. So it means that although Paul was anointed, although Paul had a vision, although Paul had a future, unless Paul was connected to Barnabas, he could not do what God called him to do. The Bible alludes in later in the book of Acts that he and Barnabas were separated for a special assignment that God had designed for them. God has a special assignment for you, but it demands that you be connected through somebody. You see, Paul was here, but unless the credibility of Barnabas was connected to him, he could not move. Some of you are sitting in this room and all you need is to be connected to somebody who has the credibility to speak to somebody who could connect you to the millions that you need. You're not here tonight. You're not here tonight. Should I, should I stop or is this too? Should I? I'm trying to help somebody. You're thinking yourself, okay, maybe you don't want to be helped. But some of us are sitting here thinking, God, I know everything happens in your season and in your time. But how, when is my season and when is my time? This is our problem as believers, Minister Sam. We think that our next level is in the air. Let me talk to somebody here. You, you, we, think, we think our next level of breakthrough is roaming in the atmosphere. Your breakthrough is in a man. But it must come from God. But God uses man. The only man who was able to see God's back was Moses. So God is not going to come from heaven to come and give you a breakthrough. He's going to speak to somebody who has the authority to give you a breakthrough. So you're, you're sitting here and you're complaining about this change. You're saying, God, but you gave me this gift. But you gave me this, this. You gave me this talent. You gave me this ability. But nobody's discovered me yet. I'm anointed, but nobody's discovered me yet. A couple years ago, I used to pray that prayer. I said, God, like, you know, a couple years ago, five years or four years ago, I said, God, I know you're anointing me. How come nobody knows me yet? And God said, Kofi, he sent me all the way to Dallas to hear one message from T.D. Jakes. And T.D. Jakes ministered to me. And he told me this. He said, son, all you have to do is kill your area code. The whole world will come to see you. I'm giving somebody that word tonight. Just kill your area code. Just do well where God has positioned you. The whole world will come to see you. The whole world will come to see you. I used to complain. I said, God, you've given me these gifts, but I'm not manifesting. Where George is, is your area of manifestation. But this is where you lie with all of the giftings. So God takes your next level and he places it within the mouth of a man. And what happens is that you are now linked to somebody. Now all you have to do is begin to believe God that the one he's connected you with will begin to now bring your breakthrough because they have the ability to connect you to your next level. So what happens is now you become linked to your breakthrough. What God wants to do through your life is going to happen by way of you being connected.
connected to somebody. I'm telling you, all you need is a divine connection. I prophesy a divine connection. You need a Barnabas in your life. You need a Barnabas. If this is not the most important message I preach all year, I'm telling you, you need a Barnabas. Nick, I'm speaking to you prophetically. All you need is somebody that will connect to you and I prophesy, oh my God, I prophesy in the next two months, I see a white man coming to you and connecting you to a new level. I see it like I know my name. I see a Caucasian man. He's coming to you to say, Nick, what you're doing is incredible. I want to connect with you. And that is where your wealth is going to come from. Forgive me to say, us as black people, forgive me to say, excuse my tongue. We believe, we believe that if God is going to speak, he must speak to me. If God is going to bless me, it must come from my hands. Don't you know that God can bless somebody to be a blessing to you? Your breakthrough is not in the air. Your breakthrough is in a man. And all you have to do is connect. But this is our problem. When it comes to divine connections, there is a language. Can I speak to you about the language of connection? Sit down. There was a language. This is what we do as black people. I love all people, please. But this one is for people where I'm from, who have my level of melanin. This is what we do. We pray for connection. We pray for breakthrough. We pray for breakthrough. In fact, we don't want to pray for connection. God, connect me. God, connect me. Bring my blessing. Bring my blessing. Bring my blessing. Then he brings somebody that has the authority because everything is in what? Divine order. I spoke about it. The reason why Jesus couldn't manifest was because he needed to be baptized by John. It means everything has an order. You cannot skip divine order. No, you can't go there because that's not your realm. It's not your season. It's not your time. Because you haven't paid price for it. That's why he's here and now you're not. So this is what we do. When we're wanting to be connected, what we do instead of saying the lingo, which is what's the best you can do for me? What do we do? We begin to parade all of our credentials. Well, you know, <laughs> I have a business that's, you know, making about $4 million a year. And da, 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 and you talk about everything that you're doing, but you never pull on what they can do for you. So if you don't ask, the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. <laughs> so the reason why you're not receiving is because the way in which you're asking <laughs> is not the language that they understand. People who are divine connectors only know one lingo. What's the best you can do for me? Then you place them in a position to be like, well, what I can do is organize a meeting with my head, honcho. And when I organize a meeting, because for some reason, I like you. I don't know what it is about you. Oh my gosh. They don't know. Oh my they don't know that the reason why there was something about you is because on the way to Damascus, your name changed from Saul to Paul. <laughs> you had a God encounter, number two. You were healed, number three. <laughs> then on top of that, you spent three years in the desert where nobody knew you. You were working when nobody saw you. You were doing everything when nobody saw you. So what did that do? That got you a new level of anointing. Because anointing comes by prices paid. So now you have an aura around you. So when you walk, there was an anointing that is with you. 
So they are attracted to you. Many times, all you have to do is stay in your corner and do what you're doing. People will come to you and say, I want to connect with you. But even though people are coming to be attracted to you, you still need the lingo. The business language, the technical know-how. You need the, the gift of gab. Some of you guys can't even be in an elevator and talk to somebody you don't know for over five minutes. I can talk to anybody. Hey, what's going on? Well, you know, uh, uh, where are you from? Oh, you're from this city? What, Bujumbura? Okay, da, da, da. You need a level of gab. Can I teach you? You need some lingo, some lingo. Learn about all the countries in the world and their capitals. It will buy you some time. Learn about the hockey team. Learn about how the Raptors are about to go into the Eastern Conference Finals. Learn about which teams are playing right now. Learn about the, 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 the baseball teams. Learn about the new player that is now on Toronto. Learn about all these things because that is how people are inclined to link with you because there is a lingo. Please be seated. I'm done. There was a lingo. I know Seg wouldn't mind me uh, uh, saying this testimony. When he was applying for his job, he told me, he said, Pastor Kof, my employers took me out to a sports bar or whatever, and we sat down and we ate for over two hours, and all we did was talk about sports. And I was trying to be hired for a job, so I was thinking they were going to ask me about job stuff. They just asked me about sports because they wanted to see, do you fit within our culture? The reason why so many of us are not getting ideal jobs is because our lingo is not their lingo. We're thinking, God, open the door by grace, by anointing, by power. You go to the place in the bathroom, Jesus, make a way, 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 make a way. Hey. When all you need to do is open up the maps of the world and find out where he's from and ask him, oh, did you know in your country, five million people have just been awarded? Oh, wow, you know stuff about my country? Wow, I like you. But no, we're in there trying to, trying to find out stuff about them in the spirit and prophesy to them and look at them like this. Do you have three kids or two kids? Stop prophesying. So you have a problem with your husband, right? No, I'm not married. Oh. Hey! Somebody say, hey! Say, hey! you you you're, you're prophesying and the prophecy is off because that is not as what's needed. What's needed is the language, the gift of gap. Now let me finish up and let me tell you, we got to go, all right? Once you've been linked, am I helping somebody? Somebody's about to get a job next week. Who am I speaking to? Somebody's about to get a job next week. I prophesy, I see it in the atmosphere. I see it in the atmosphere. Now let me tell you this, let me tell you this, let me tell you this. This is where we also get it wrong. Now, we have the gift of gab. We know how to speak, so we've connected, we've linked. But this is what we do. We walk away. The Bible says, oh my God, that Paul planted and Apollos watered. You also need to water. You've planted. But do you call the checkup? Do you follow up? You don't. You say, oh yeah, I have a link somewhere. He's going to link me. The link is also being pursued by other people. That's where the spirit of boldness comes in to be like, hey, 
I was just thinking about you today. Uh, have you had a chance to look at my file? Have you had a chance to look it over? You know, for a matter of fact, I know what we were talking about last week. I actually found a good, you know, Italian spot down the road. We can actually go eat if you'd like. Are you free Thursday? No, no, I'm not free Thursday. I got a church on Thursday. But are you free Friday? We can do Friday, 6.30 p.m. Oh, wow, I haven't forgot about your file. Thanks for reminding me. You know what? Let's, let's do dinner with my boss. Just because you watched over the seed that you planted. We are planting seeds and we're leaving them. How can God bring increase if you don't water? How can God bring increase if you don't water? I pray that somebody will find a Barnabas tonight. A Barnabas is a spokesperson. Somebody that will speak on your behalf. Be on your feet. Let's go. It's getting late. Be on your feet. We started a bit late tonight. Forgive us. We're doing prayers here. We're going to pray one prayer. God, connect me to my divine connector. Connect me to my divine connector. You just need one connection. All you need is one divine connection. All Paul needed was Barnabas. The moment Paul connected to Barnabas was the moment Paul began to move. The Bible says he began to move freely in Jerusalem. He was able to move freely. He could minister. He could prophesy. He could teach. He was able to move freely. He was given the license to operate because of Barnabas. All the other apostles didn't want nothing to do with him. The disciples wanted nothing to do with him. But somebody named Barnabas realized this thing is real. He's paid the price for it. So I'm going to connect him to the connector. Pray this prayer. God, connect me to my divine connector. Raise your hands up and repeat after me. Say, God, connect me to my divine connector. Now, right before I go, the reason why, you have to understand this, that the disciples and all the apostles in Jerusalem, when Paul got there, it's not that they were bad, but they just couldn't see the value in Paul. Because they, couldn't, they, they didn't know that what was happening in Paul's life was a real transformation. Some of you guys have been through that. I've been through that where people are wondering, is he really going to do this church thing for this long? I mean, it's been a year. Okay, fine. Two years. Okay, five years. Okay, fine. He's a real Christian now. <laughs> Some of you guys, your friends around you are just waiting for the day that you will come back. I prophesy you're never going back. You're going forward. I speak over your life. People are around you thinking that you're going to go back. You're not going back. You're going forward. I said backward, never forward ever. Who am I speaking to here tonight? So this is what happens. This is what happens. So they, they, the apostles and the disciples, they couldn't believe this thing. So they began to fight it. I want to tell you something. Some of you guys in this place, all you need to be is just connected to the right destiny partner and your life is on the right track. You meet the right man to marry. You marry the, the girl of your dreams, the girl that God has ordained, finish. <laughs> but let me tell you, this is what happens. Paul and Barnabas needed to be connected, but the disciples were standing between the connection. So you have people that stand between the connections and devices of the enemy who may be sheep in wolf's clothing. <laughs> I didn't say wolf in sheep's clothing. I said sheep in wolf's clothing. They're good people, but the situation has made them have wolf clothing. 
the apostles and disciples weren't bad. But for this situation, they became enemies of progress. So they stood there and they tried to push away Paul from connecting. But you have to understand that there was a Timothy waiting for a Paul. But Paul couldn't get to Timothy unless Paul fought to be connected to Barnabas. I'm telling you, you think you're fighting for the woman. of your, Keep fighting for the woman. Keep fighting for the, keep fighting to be connected because your blessing is in your connection. She doesn't pick up, call again. Oh, I'm preaching, I'm preaching. I'm preaching. I don't like you. Okay, but God said, so I... <laughs> Let me tell you. She says, I don't like you. Fine. Go to the grocery store. Go get a stuff that she likes. Wrap it. Go get cards. Get flowers. Give it to her. And said, I know that you said no. But if God said yes. <laughs> if God said yes. It's only a matter of time before you realize. So what I will do is, I will give this as a venison and then I will take the receipt and I will pray. Hey, hey. All I need is a connection in the spirit. Some of you guys, you're struggling. Hey, hey. Some of you guys are struggling. All you need is a receipt. You just need a connection. Connection. Fine. Whatever I bought you, chop it. I have a connection in the realm of the spirit. I have a connection. I will take that receipt, put it in an envelope and come and sew it on the altar. God, you're not a man that you should lie. These are mysteries that you don't know. I'm telling you, if you want something, you got to fight for it. I need five guys come to me quickly. Come to me. Create a circle around me. Circle around me. Five guys, come quick, quick, quick. As many guys that can come. I'm speaking to men tonight. As many guys that can come. If you want it, fight for it. If you want breakthrough, fight for it. What did I say? What did I say? Fight for it. What did I say? What did I say? If you want it, fight for it. Because your breakthrough is in your connection. Your next level is in your connection. If you can be connected, God will bring you to a level of increase. You need to be connected. Somebody say, I'm going to get connected. Please go. Now this is the, the disclaimer. If God hasn't spoken to you, don't do this. Because if, if God hasn't spoken to you, it's called harassment. Ladies... speaking to today but if you've heard from God you've gotten confirmation you can't sleep at night because you're seeing stuff in the realms when you go to work you see her by your side you go anywhere you see her by your side you walk out the house you see her in your car wherever you go she's right beside you it means that God has spoken to you. If he's spoken to you, <laughs> then go for it, brother. <laughs> Somebody say, God, connect me. Two minutes, pray for a divine connection. Clap. 
two minutes, pray. We're leaving this place. I took your time tonight. Two minutes. God, connect me. God, connect me. Connect me to my divine connector. Connect me to my divine connector. Thank you for tuning in to the Campus Rush Podcast. If you enjoyed this message and want to partner with us, visit us at www.campusrush.org to become a global partner or to partner with us in giving.